Welcome to the Son of a Preacher podcast. Please sit back and listen to the thoughts and musings from sermons that were first brought to the pulpit four, five, even six decades ago. I am GW, and I am the Son of a Preacher. So happy to be talking to you all again today. Dad brought this message to the pulpit on January 13, 1957. He was talking from Judges, the second chapter of the third verse, and it said, Wherefore I also said, I will not drive them out from before you, for they shall be as thorns in your sides, and their God shall be a snare unto you. Thorns in our sides. I'm often asked as I talk to people about this podcast, did my dad's sermons change in tone or content over time? And the answer to that is yes. And in the sermon that we're talking about today, well, he did that sermon in 1957, January 1957. And this is an example of what his sermons were like in the 40s, 50s, and late 50s here. And it was very much pointed at telling people how sinful ways can sneak up on you as you go through your life. And in this, he equated those types of sinful ways as being thorns in your side. Now, I will tell you that as time went on, he stopped being as direct as this in some of the things that he said in this sermon. He didn't stop telling the stories, but he did stop being direct and saying, this is going to cause your family to have a problem. And he became a little more subtle in the way that he delivered the message. And he always emphasized that God was a loving God. And since he believed that he is a loving God so strongly, I think that as time went on, that it caused him to want to make sure that he was representing God as just that, a loving God. So what was the story that he was telling there in 1957? Now, apparently, the town in Iowa that he was living in, well, there was a neighboring town that was having an election. And that election was to to say whether or not they would allow alcohol to be sold in the city's establishments. Now, they wanted to be able to sell hard liquor. Now, of course, if you've ever been around anyone who owned a restaurant, there's no question that allowing alcohol to be sold makes a restaurant more profitable. So Dad said that in the book of Judges, it says the angel of the Lord was quoting the Lord, saying, evil they allowed to remain would be a snare or a trap to them, and that it would cause them pain. So when he looked out at this town that was going through this election about whether to allow alcohol or not, well, he said that in his experience, communities in which he had lived in They can become rotten with vice and corruption, and he was worried about that for this town. Now today, in 2022, if you live in a county that is a dry county, well, you will find that the restaurants that are available for you to eat in in the county are not going to be as fancy, and they're not going to be as plentiful as they would be if they were in a county where it was, quote, wet, unquote. But people say that you have to have commerce. Now, we all know the phrase, beware of false prophets. And you know, beware of the wolf coming to you in sheep clothing. 
We're so proud of how sophisticated we are. But you know, even the most sophisticated family out there can show you a family member, a family person that has had a drinking problem or a drug or a gambling problem. So it doesn't matter what family you're from. Every family is susceptible to these thorns in our sides. These are evil sins that can amount to a lifelong problem for a family. For an individual, if you see the pain of the destroyed lives that these evils can cause, it might cause you to sit there and say, well, what have I done? Why have I done this? So in 1 Thessalonians 5th chapter, 22nd verse, it says, Abstain from all appearances of evil. The Lord wants us to work at avoiding evil. We have to be constantly vigilant to avoid the appearances of evil. Now, Dad told the story of a preacher who was being, well, he was probably a little more direct from the pulpit than he could have been. Now, not surprisingly, the congregation eh, got a little tired of this, and they sent the leaders, the deacons probably, of the congregation to that preacher and told the preacher, why don't you tone it down a little bit? And the pastor responded by going to his medicine cabinet pulling out a bottle of medicine, and the medicine was potentially poison if misused, and it was marked as poison. And the pastor looked at the deacons and said, well, what do you think? Should I take the label off this poison bottle and say it's peppermint? Do you want me to take the label off the evils that surround us and call it good? Now, every Sunday morning as we pray together, and we pray the Lord's Prayer, now part of that prayer is, lead us not into temptation. Deliver us from evil. Now, to me, that is the Lord saying to avoid evil, avoid temptation. Now, think back to when you gave your life to Christ. Think back to that time when you stood in front of your family, your friends, the congregation, the world, asking as a sinner, asking the forgiveness of the Lord, pledging our faith in his crucifixion and his resurrection, and we promised the Lord that we would do our best to live for him. Now, we didn't say we would do our best to live for him except for Saturday night. We said we would do our best for him, the best we could. Now, as a church, you have to do that with the activities that are going on in the church. You have to strive to build as good a building, a good a place as you can, so that our children have a place to go to help them avoid the evil things. We want to build for the people a center within our society to help them to be able to live without the pricking of thorns in their sides. Now, everything I've just said, I didn't probably state it as strongly as what my dad showed in the pulpit on that January day in 1957. My dad was a pretty good orator, and he could really, really give a sermon. But it does give an indication of the type of sermon he was likely to give in those days. And as he became more experienced as a preacher and became older, and as he watched the world change, and certainly from 1957 when he gave this sermon, for the rest of, for the rest of his time, I mean, past the 1980s, well, the changes in the world and the societal norms, well, they were hugely significant. But the one thing that kept constant throughout all those years was his belief in the loving God, the belief in a God that had his son crucified and resurrected as an atonement for our sins. So I believe that we should continue to live our lives in a way that we do so that we can do our best to avoid evils 
to avoid living our lives in a manner the Lord wouldn't want. We want to live our lives to give praise to the Lord. Thank you for listening to this today. May the Lord bless you, keep you in peace. I do want to ask everyone listening to this today to help spread the word about this podcast. Help me continue to keep my Father's work for the Lord alive. Please tell your friends and your church groups about this podcast. Share it on social media. Let people know that these inspirations are available. There's a new book available on Amazon titled Throwing Ink. It was a compilation of inspiration based on Dad's work. It was written by me, G.W. Stark.